Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to Mapping the College Audition, a podcast where we explore the landscape of the college theater world and try to demystify this daunting audition process. I'm your host, Charlie Murphy, director of MTCA. That's Musical Theatre College Auditions. And today we have got a squat and elongated show lined up for you. Alexandra Joy Warren from Elon University. Uh, Alexandra taught for us at the Summer Masterclass this week, this summer, and we just loved her energy both then and now in the pod. Um, We chat today about Elon and kind of dance expectations, especially in auditions in general. And I'm going to throw you a more practical takeaway than average. Um, But before we get into that, here we are on the cusp of audition season. Many of our MTCAers are about to do our private audition weekend with four schools we've invited as a great launch to their year. We're excited about that. But then it's pretty fast and furious. We have that Baldwin-Wallace MTCA day on January 7th and 8th. And then we're hitting prime season with Unifieds, lots of on-campus and online auditions. Really exciting time to be alive. Uh, we just completed our San Diego mock, which was a joy and a success. It was so great to be with some of our West Coast families. Only one more mock left for the year of MTCAers. If you want, on January 7th, Saturday, January 7th, and online, Saturday 7th, the 7th and the 8th. You can do either one, but not both of those mocks. Um, I said only one, only one more opportunity, but there's really two more mocks there. But I was at our West Coast mock and one of the mothers after our parent meeting came up to me and she was like, you have such a beautiful voice. You should consider doing radio. And of course, as always happens, my heart fell deep into my chest. And I was like, do people not know about my podcast? We've been getting emails. We have to work harder, people. I need ratings. I need reviews. I need shares. I need Google reviews. You need to get a tattoo about this podcast. Whatever it's going to take, you certainly have to follow us on our new at Mapping the College Audition Instagram. Whatever it's going to take, we got to have at least our MTCA parents have to know about this podcast uh, before we broaden to the larger um, public. But I am sending love to all of you out there as you embark on this crazy process. And for those of you who won't hear us again before the holidays, since I know not everyone listens to all of the artist episodes, even though the next one's a great one, you should totally listen to it. Um, I just want to wish you all the happiest of holidays. Enjoy the break. And I love you all. Now let's get to this episode with Alexandra Joy Warren from Elon. Well, we are so excited to have Alexandra Joy Warren on the pod today. Alexandra has a BA in drama with a concentration in dance slash pre-med from Spelman College, an MFA in dance from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Uh, she also studied at the Germain Cogni Jean B at L'Ecole de Sable in Senegal. My God, I can't believe how well I pronounced all that. She's a performer, dancer, choreographer. She's the founding director of Joy Movement, which was launched in 2014 
2018 and um, has won a multicultural grassroots grants. Why can't I say multicultural grassroots grant when I said L'Ecole des Sables so well? Um, she's also the inaugural artist in resident for the Greensboro Downtown Parks, which we'll chat about a little bit, some fun stuff there. Alexandra, welcome on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. We're so excited to. We're going to say a little bit about Elon, and then you're going to say a lot more about it. Um, Elon, we all know, is located in North Carolina. They take classes of about 16 to 20 people. They offer degrees in BFA Music Theater, BFA Acting, and then a number of other degrees um, as well. Alexander, before we jump too much into the Elon of it all, I'd love to hear if you want to expand some of that background for me a little bit of, you know, it could be tidbits, fun facts, stuff I didn't mention in terms of your journey to Elon. That's great. Um, well, my very first job was my senior year of high school, and it was teaching dance. I had, you know, applied to McDonald's and all kinds of places, and they said, "No, we reject you." This was you're trying, you're trying to teach dance at McDonald's. <laughs> at <the laughs> that would have been McDonald's a good playground. end, but no, I just want I just wanted a job as a teenager, mm-hmm. and I couldn't seem to find one. And then all of a sudden, I got a phone call. Um, out of the blue and said, you've been selected for this job to teach dance at this local community center. And I was like, well, I didn't even apply for this job. (laughs) And it was that um, one of my dance teachers at the performing arts high school that I attended just recommended me. And so you never know who is rooting for you behind the scenes. I was Mm. so excited and um, over the moon and surprised. And so that was my very first uh, journey toward being a dance teacher way back when I was a senior in high school. And I've been teaching dance ever since in different capacities. Um, and so I've been in my current position in the music theater program at Elon since the fall of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I actually started uh, the year before that in the dance program at Elon. And will you tell me a little bit about this project, this um, Dance in the Park? Yes. So one of the projects that I've done with my dance company is uh, we started a artist in residence program at the Greensboro Downtown Parks. Um, This is during the pandemic when it was kind of unclear if we should be in the studio or not be in the studio. And we were all just trying to figure out, but we we had work we really wanted to create. Um, We were working on a a really big project that we had to pause um, for about a year. And I was grateful for that time because it helped me to really think more deeply about how I wanted it to be presented. And so I reached out to the parks. Um, I had collaborated with them on some other smaller projects. And I just said, you know what you should have? An artist in residence program. And here's how it should go. (laughs) And they were surprisingly in agreement and decided, yes, let's do this. You'll be our first artist in resident. And um, and so I, I pitched, you know, that I wanted to work for nine months in the park and present this performance. And they supported every uh, step of the way. So during that uh, nine months, we taught classes and um, we developed this live, what I call a choreo play. So it wasn't just a dance performance. Um, and um, it was um, integral to how it was situated in the park. So it was a really great experience. It's so cool. that What a cool bookend example of like, okay, one, a little guardian angel who just gave you a job kind of out of nowhere. And one where you're like, all right, I'm going out and I'm, I'm getting myself a specific job that didn't exist that nobody knew they might potentially give me. Like those are such cool examples of the way work happens for us as artists. Yes. You know, in, in all these yes. other ways. But okay, let's jump into Elon a little bit. Um, and I just want to hear in your experience now working with Elon students, you know, you've gotten to see a nice uh, a chunk of, of different 
different music theater students. What do you think distinguishes an Elon student? What do you think makes someone an Elon student as opposed to every other BFA music theater um, applicant? Yeah, I think one thing about being a student at Elon, and I mean, there's so many parts to what you're what you're saying. I think you know, getting there um, at Elon, the experience when you're there, is that not only are you getting a conservatory style of training, but you're in a liberal arts setting. And so it's really unique in that it's not in a big city. Um, so you really feel, get that, still have that college um, campus experience, mm-hmm. but on a in a really intimate um, setting. And, and that way you really know, you know, your cohort and your classmates, um, you really develop re- a really tight community um, being at Elon. I think also, um, you know, students, we're hoping to uh, develop students who really also want to be mature, talented, energetic, and creative performers, right? And also, we want them to not only be great at performing, but we want them to know about their personal and social responsibility in the world and domestic and global contexts. Um, and our students also um, have so many interests. You would think music theater would be enough in that mm-hmm. they are singing, acting, you know, dancing um, equally all the time. But, you know, they are also interested in other things, um, arts administration, business. And so one thing that's pretty unique about Elon is that, um, you know, if, if you if you will, if you wish and you can make it happen, you can also have additional majors beyond the music theater uh-huh. major. So um, lots of students make that choice and. Another thing that's really wonderful about Elon is our study abroad opportunities. Um, there are so many places in the world that Elon students go, and many of them um, in the music theater program go to London. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, a, it's a huge um, experience, and we're really well recognized for um, being encouraging towards supporting students traveling while they're undergraduates. You mentioned some of those liberal arts outside of the theater program, and I'm going to dive a little deep into the theater program soon here. But but um, Elon has this kind of unique thing where everyone graduates with a minor, right? Everyone graduates with a specific minor. Um, and then you also have the ability to do other classes. Can we talk a little bit about that in terms of how the um, the, the outside the theater uh, program sort of Elon of it all happens for music theater students? Yeah. Um, well, they have, you know, uh, because it's a liberal arts college, they have, you know, core requirements. So they're going to be taking all kinds of classes, you know, um, classes in, in many, many different subject areas because they want Elon students to really have um, a very um, well-rounded experience while they're there. Um, and, and beyond that, um, you know, they have uh, so many other opportunities, even if not, even outside of a major, just to continue to explore mm-hmm. their interests. Um, we have so many uh, student groups and all kinds of uh, clubs and you know communities to join. So there's just so many things that they can really get into while they're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And let's talk a little bit about the the theater program. So, you know, obviously I know you focus more on the dance side of things, but what you know about the dance, singing, and acting in terms of what the four years of curriculum is. And of course, then let's zero in on what the four years of dance are as well. 
Yeah. So yes, you're correct. I focus mostly on the dance side of the music theater program. I also do, um, I do direct and choreograph for um, many of the shows as well. And so, um, you know, the dance side is that they, they take uh, four semesters of a class called dance for the musical stage, Mm -hmm. which is different every semester. So it's not necessarily a level, even though it's one, two, three, and four, those four um, semesters are very unique and cover a lot of different subject matter, um, all preparing you to be, you know, excellent as Mm -hmm. a dancer um, when you graduate in in music theater. Um, But beyond that, they also take classes with, other dance majors in the BFA dance program, um, they take jazz, they take tap, they take West African, which we are now um, working toward having four levels, um, multiple levels of West African dance, which is mm-hmm. very unique. Um, we have um, uh, hip hop. We have a lot of guest artists with commercial dance and things like that. So they're taking um, all of those things. A lot of them, go way beyond their requirements for that mm-hmm. because they just love, um, you know, all the opportunity for training in dance as well. And then talk to me about how it does work with leveling in terms of, you know, imagine an incoming class might be at very different levels in terms of their own dance expertise. How does that work in terms of how you get grouped into different classes? Yeah, that's great. So right now, um, you know, students are coming in with very different uh, backgrounds in terms of training. So you might have spent a lot of time doing street dance and maybe you you haven't had ballet yet or vice versa. So the students come in at very different levels. And one thing that I, I love to do is, you know, be able to work with the students in one class. So right now they're taking their dance for the musical stage classes um, as a cohort. Uh-huh. So it doesn't matter where they are in terms of beginner, medium, um, intermediate or advanced. Um, I work with them all, you know, in different ways. Um, and that's what's wonderful about having a small class is that I can really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in beyond that, they can start wherever they place. Um, so if they have a lot of ballet experience, they might start a, beyond a level one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have six levels of ballet. Um, we have six levels of modern dance. So we have a lot of different um, options in terms of levels for, for students. Super yeah. cool. And now I know it's unfair to ask someone who is in one of the disciplines more than the others, but do you feel like there's one of the three acting, singing, dancing that Elon focuses on more? Is is there one of the three where we see, hey, it, it seems like we're putting more weight toward this leg of that stool? Well, I know I'm biased, but <laughs> I really think one thing that's so wonderful about um, Elon is that it really isn't that way. I think that there is a real commitment to, um, you know, equal, uh, you know, uh, excellence in in all the three. So they're taking just like with the dance um, classes, they're taking their acting classes with acting majors, with the BFA acting majors. Mm-hmm. So they're getting to have that experience with them, um, you know, and of course, singing. We have such a wonderful music department. They have vocal coaching for six semesters. You could take it every semester if mm-hmm. you want. And we have accompanists that work with um, with every student in their in their vocal um, 
uh, lessons as well. So it's really exciting that, you know, they really have an opportunity to develop all three um, equally. Well, and you mentioned acting. So um, I'd love to hear like for our acting students or maybe, you know, our acting, but musical theater curious students, how does the BFA acting interact with musical theater? So you say they take some classes, do they do the musicals? Is there opportunity for a lot of crossover uh, between the programs? Yeah, that's, there is. And that's one thing that's really exciting. Um, you know, one musical I just worked on was Head Over Heels, and it's really, it was really fun. And um, another one that I worked on before that, um, 42nd Street, I've worked on many in between, but those are the two fall main um, musicals that I've worked on. And in the, and just in my experience, we had students who were uh, BFA dance majors. We have had students who were um, um, in the acting program. Mm-hmm in those casts with the music theater students. And also, um, you know, they, our music theater students are almost always cast in um, the plays that we have. So we have a really full season of performances. And we also have student-led organizations where they're producing their own work as well. Mm -hmm. Um, New works and, um, you know, and musicals and things like that. So there's so much opportunity for all of that, all of that collaboration, um, especially even with the technical um, theater, you know, program and all, all, all of those different ways they like to collaborate and connect. What about the professional development stuff? So, you know, as we think about, um, I know Elon has kind of a unique or was maybe a little bit trailblazing in the way that they think of a showcase differently than uh, some other schools. I'd love to hear just like, how do you prepare your seniors for the launch into the business and beyond? Yeah, they, they have... Well, we have a class called professional practices, which they start from the very first semester. So they're learning all kinds of things. We have, um, we're fortunate to have a lot of in, in-house auditions with theaters um, for summer for summer sock opportunities and all kinds of other opportunities that come to Elon. So they get to audition for these things, A1s, they get to do that on campus, which mm-hmm. is, is really wonderful. So they, they're having a lot of opportunities beyond just what we offer um, at Elon. And then, you know, as they work toward that, um, they have a very structured environment to support them with their, you know, matriculation out. So they have, um, we have our casting series is that Agents come to Elon to see each one of our seniors, and that's really unique and very special. Um, so it's they're definitely, um, I think, uh, well prepared <laughs> by the time they graduate with all these different experiences that they've had. We had a uh, JJ Neiman, who's an MTCA alum and an Elon alum, on the pod, um, and he said he picked up what became his eventual agent from the airport. He was like, "I got like thirty <laughs> minutes in the in the car to like chat his ear off." I was like, "Well, that's a great way to do it. It's a great way to yeah, make it." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we also have guest artists that come as well, and those are other connections. You know, students get to interact with um, people in the field um, often and in different ways. You know, it could be walking them from one building to another or having conversations. So those are some other ways as well. And you know, you may not know this answer exactly, but do you have a sense of where your students come from, like in the country and in the world, and then also kind of where they end up? Do do most end up in New York and LA? Do some end up all over the country? Uh, Sort of where do they come from and where do they end up? Yeah, don't quote me on all of that. (laughs) But from my understanding is that um, we have a lot of students from all over, honestly, um, you know, because our, our, our schools are private, 
um, institution. We have a lot of students from the Northeast. We have a lot of students from um, the Southwest. We have a lot of students from the Midwest. I mean, honestly, Florida, you know, almost everywhere. We have uh, California. We have students pretty much from all over that are represented um, in in the classes that we have. Um, And then in terms of post-graduation, we have a, a, a uh, obviously a large Elon community in New York and LA and I think in the Midwest as well. So, um, you know, I'm sure it's even bigger than that, but that's what I know right now. <laughs> do any end up overseas? I know you mentioned the, the study abroad. Do any end up staying, uh, you know, overseas? You know I would love to know what is the rate of students that are abroad. I know um, a lot of them end up going to, you know, opportunities where they're traveling and performing, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure the uh, the stats on that. So mm-hmm. Totally fair. All right. I'm going to ask you more stats that you can you tell me you don't know or do know. But as we talk about cost, you mentioned it being a private university, obviously not an incredibly cheap uh, university. Um, if you have a sense of basically just like how cost works and also then vis-a-vis scholarships, like, you know, what someone might expect to pay um, coming in kind of ticker, sticker price and then what someone might potentially be expect to pay with academic scholarships or with um, talent scholarships, et cetera. Yeah, that's great. Um, I would encourage you to go on the website to find out the exact numbers. Um, I would also say that we do have several um, different uh scholarship opportunities. There's um, e-launch college fellows. There are other um, fellowships and cohorts and other opportunities that many of them are in the Elon music theater program um, that also um, would help with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Um, and then as you know, students are making their final decisions. Uh, I'd love to just hear like, w- what are the things that make them either pull the trigger and say, yes, I'm going to Elon or actually, no, I'm going to go to somewhere else. So as you've, you know, had those discussions or as you're, you're sort of seeing students that are saying, I got all these great options and yes, maybe it's about scholarships at this point. Maybe it's about different things. And what makes me go, yes, this thing about Elon was the final, yes, that's why I'm coming. Or Mm -hmm. this thing that I learned is actually what ended, made me go to California or go to New York or somewhere else. Yeah. I think one thing that's really great is when students are able to come to campus for their, you know, if they're if they're invited for a callback or you know in person audition, it's it, I think it really puts it all together. That um, experience we try to make it as warm and welcoming as possible, and our current students are always so enthusiastic to participate. They love being helpers and guides and 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 chatting with the students and kind of giving them the day to day. Um, we don't have to pull, you know, anyone's arm to participate. They are just, you know, clamoring to be able to to be a part of that because they just um, really love it so much, and mm-hmm. they just want to um, express how much they love it and what they what they have grown in what they're learning and that full experience. So um, I think that's one thing, and I think also one thing that seems to um, be kind of a common theme in terms of why I wanted to come. I think it's, I think it really is the ability to develop in a small, mm-hmm. in a, a small setting in a very ambitious way. Um, but beyond that, also still having a college feeling, a college feel experience. I think those three things seem to be the things that really pull students because you can, you know, there's lots of, lots of options. 
you know, and some are at really big institutions mm-hmm. and some are at in, in the city, you know, in New York City and so, and so on and so forth. But I think what's unique is, you know, the class sizes in that and that real connection with your professors and and uh, your other classmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that bubble can be both a good and a bad thing, depending what you want. You go, oh, it's so safe, and some people go, but I don't want safe. I want to go right. more and more. I don't want anyone to know me. I just want to hide. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break. We're going to run some ads, and on the back end, we're going to talk about the audition process for Elon. Great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are back with Alexandra Joy Warren from Elon University, and we're going to chat a little bit about the audition process. So I would love to hear, you know, we could talk about the overall audition and then certainly zeroing in on the dance audition as well. I'd love to hear what makes a great audition for you. What makes you want to accept a student? Yeah, I think, um, you know, students who are able to demonstrate the best they, to their ability, what they're able to do, right? So there's so many things that can happen, but being able to kind of show off all that you, all that you can do, mm-hmm. right? And we expect that you're not going to be, you know, already on Broadway level, right? Because that's the whole point of coming here is mm-hmm. to be able to learn and train. But we we're really looking at your potential, how well you take direction, you know, how well you demonstrate what you have, um, you know, been doing so far, right? And so um, I think that's one thing. I think the other thing is that we're really looking at the whole person, right? We're not just looking at your talent. We actually interview everyone um, that goes to, you know, the next round and callbacks. We, we have conversation. We talk to everyone. We want to know what are they interested in and what, what else do they do? Not, not as a list of I also do, you know, baton and whatever, you know, not, not as a list, but just to get a sense of, you know, what are they curious about and what are they interested in and what, are they, what is their personality like? You know, we really want to have a well-rounded class, right? We mm-hmm. want to have a group of interesting students that um, really – has a, a sort of team and cohort community feel. We don't, we're not looking for everyone to be the same. Um, we're not looking for everyone to be completely different. We want mm-hmm. people who are going to be um, able to work together, you know, sort of thinking about ensemble, you know, and just really being able to, um, to, to learn from each other as well. Yeah. Spe- specifically with the dance call, I mean, because I really love that it, we hear that ensemble a lot or, or, you know, how to be a team player. And it seems like mm-hmm. dance is maybe an opportunity because you actually are with others. You're not standing mm-hmm. and singing alone in a room or whatever, you know, right. that when you're with others, uh, what are you looking for or what makes a dance audition stand out where you go, 
oh, that was an exemplary student. Not only were they were talented, but I really got a sense that like they're going to be great in an ensemble. What are you kind of looking for and evaluating during those dance? Yeah, I'm personally, I'm looking at, can you show me who you are in movement? Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, of course, some people have a lot of technique really doesn't matter. I have seen the full, you know, range. You can have, um, you know, 20, well, maybe not 20, but, you know, uh, been doing ballet since you were three, right? Um, or you could have never had a ballet class. Mm -hmm. But I can, I'm not as concerned about that, right? Like I said, we have six levels of ballet. So I'm not really concerned about where you are now. There is no minimum you know, spoiler alert, there is no minimum level that you must be at or okay. maximum level or something like that. I'm looking at who you are and how you shine, right? And so I I always encourage the students when they're auditioning, I'm going to give you steps. I'm going to give you choreography. And you can fumble that up. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can also teach you how to learn quickly. I can teach mm-hmm. you how to be detailed. But what I can't teach you is to show who you are through your performance, and so that's the thing that I'm really looking at is the ability to sort of emote, you know, that your personality and your and your love for what you're doing. And that really stands out to me. And how is this different on different audition platforms? So maybe specifically with stuff like pre-screens, mm-hmm. how am I showing that through the screen differently, if at all? I mean, is it really just the same advice or is there anything that you go, but in the pre-screen, I really would love seeing this and maybe it's about the way they frame, it's about the music they choose or uh, what are you looking for in a pre-screen that maybe is a little different than a live dance club? Yeah, that's a really great question because it is slightly different. Let's just be honest, right? Um, It's not the same thing as being together in the room. I say for me, um, because it's such a short period of time, it's just so quick. It's like one minute, right? Um, I want you to immediately show me who you are. I don't want you to draw me in. We don't have, you know, we don't have a lot of time. Come play with me. You get to it. Show me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be surprised in the last 10 minutes. Just, just hit me, you know, mm-hmm. surprise me right away. Who, show me who you are, you know, show your technique, you mm-hmm. know, um, but, but, you know, this is music theater, right? So technique is important and being able to do all kinds of fun things, tricks and all that, I, you know, that's exciting, but it's not as exciting as seeing you really give me all your, you know, all your energy and all that mm-hmm. through the screen. And it's mm-hmm. not easy to do that. It takes a lot of practice, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I want to see that you prepared. I also really want to see that you're committed, mm-hmm. you know, that you don't sort of kind of give up at the end, right? You stay in it the whole time. So, um, so those are the things I'm looking at. Um, you know, I want to see what you, what you've been trained to do, what you might be able to do, you know, um, but mainly how you perform. What about, so in terms of the interactions between disciplines, so you, you're watching this dance audition, maybe whether it's a pre-screen or whether it's a live audition, you're watching these, you have some sort of, I'm sure, scoring system in terms of whether mm-hmm. it's a number, a smiley face or whatever. How does that interaction then work between the acting scores, the singing scores, the dance scores to make up the holistic yes or not from the yeah. students? Up? I mean, we, we, we basically um, come together often we after we've you know we've seen everything and we and we and we duke it out. No, I'm just kidding. We don't, <laughs> but but we we have great discussions about 
you know, this person's strong at this. Well, this person's strong at that. And, you know, what what do they see in potential, you know? Um, and so it's really wonderful to be able to have those conversations. I'm so glad it's not, well, you got this score and that's the end of the story. We look at the scores, that's the beginning of the story. So the scores help, you know, guide us, but they're definitely not, um, you know, we don't make any decisions based on, oh, well, they have the lowest score, we can't take them, right? We look at the whole person, you know, we look at what they did, but we also look at what did they say? You know, we also interview people who audition virtually as well. So we, we look at all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now uh, this is definitely a question that will be a little tricky, but I'll see how, how we do with it. With the, you know, Elon also historically has asked for separate auditions. You have to make a choice of, of acting versus musical theater when you're applying. If you're saying you have to come on like separate weekends or whatever, if you're going to come oh, yeah. uh, for acting versus musical theater. But it sounds like there is some interaction certainly in the programs themselves. How does it work with, it? do any musical theater students then end up being shunted to an acting program where you go, we really liked your acting, but we the dance and singing weren't as strong, but we do think you're strong. How does that work um, with the separate audition processes? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, that does not happen in terms of my experience. Um, it's it because you know it would be kind of pres- presumptuous to assume like, oh, mm-hmm. you should go do that. I've had actually, <laughs> hopefully, it's not too personal of a story, but I've had a similar situation to that when I was applying for graduate schools, uh-huh. and I remember applying um, for one school. I won't say which one. And they were like, well, we don't think we should offer you this, but what about this other thing uh-huh. that you didn't sign up for? And I thought about it and I was like, but that's not really what I want to do. I wanna, so yeah. I'd rather I'd rather not. And I'm glad I didn't because I did get into another institution that really understood, you know, me and, yep. and it was a better fit. So I, you know, I, I don't know that that's um, a practice that I would personally appreciate. Um, so, you know, they have the opportunity and, we, you know, I, I, we, but we don't do that. We, yeah. we don't have people who come in for dance and say, you know, you should really try this or, you know, because we're really, I think, looking at very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wouldn't, you know, it doesn't cross over. It's super interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a a real, there's a real split. Some schools really do and some schools really don't make that Mm -hmm. porous membrane. Yeah. Um, What about the, um, from an academic perspective? So if you love a student, oh my God, 10 out of 10 dancer. What a great singer. Oh, good actor too. We love them. We want them. How does that then work with the interaction of the university itself with the grades and the SATs, if they're factoring those in the essays and all the academic stuff they have to do? How does that interaction work when you want a student um, if they maybe aren't at Elon's academic standard? That's great. Um, I, I cannot confirm that I know the answer to that, but from what I, my understanding is that they do have to get accepted into Elon, right? So I don't know if, you know, it's if, if it's possible to get it, you know, we recommend it and it doesn't go through on the academic side. I'm not sure. Um, I haven't heard of that happening before, but, you know, I'm I'm not sure. But Some they do have to get accepted deals by Elon, so, yeah. Wink, wink a certain student maybe or <laughs> such things. We won't confirm or deny it's not Alexandra <laughs> did not say that on the pod. Um what no. about, you know, looking at the, the challenges of the past few years, um, what adjustments have you seen Elon make, um, whether it's about, you know, sort of the racial reckoning that the country's gone through, the pandemic and what that means for the business and the virtual sh- shifts? How have you seen Elon adjust in the past couple of years, which yeah. of course have been big years? 
Yeah. So I came to Elon first in the fall of 2020. Mm. So as, as you might, might say, pre-vaccine pandemic. <laughs> but, um, you know, so it was a kind of um, interesting time because Elon just made a bold choice to decide to return in person um, throughout the whole year and they did not need to close. Um, they had a real um, strategy for determining if that needed to happen based on, you know, dashboard levels and things like that. But luckily, um, students were really committed for the most part to doing everything they could to keep themselves healthy. And so, you know, we were fortunate that we never had to close. Mm -hmm. um, that year, we still did productions. All of them were recorded. So we did, I think, the same amount of productions that happen in a in a regular year, but all through uh, a pre-recorded process, which was really interesting. Um, and so, uh, so that happened, and you know, and then slowly, you know, as things have evolved and vaccines came out, you know, we were able to return to live performance last fall. Um, so last fall, and all through the year there were live shows again um, mm -hmm. and they were able to do that unmasked because of um, the ability to have a, a lot of testing um, mm -hmm. leading up to the show. So um, that was, you know, really phenomenal because so many institutions were not able to do that um, through the pandemic. In terms of de uh, de equity, diversity, inclusion, I think that um, Elon has been making strides toward um, you know, a more expansive, broader worldview for quite a while, which is really exciting. But I think that you'll see in a performing arts specifically um, that it's really a circular commitment, meaning that it's not just administration, it's not just students, it's not just professors, but everyone is very much committed and working very hard toward that. Um, you know, one thing that um, was created um, in in the in the year of 2020 was something called the Moment, which is a um, Elon's first all black uh, cabaret uh, show. It's a student directed show, and so they decided to create that, and it's still going on. Um, you know, in this year, which is very exciting. Um, you know, it's in the curriculum, it's in the syllabi, it's in our perspective, it's in our season selection. It's everywhere that we're really thinking in a more um, expansive way that really serves all of our students. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's it's not, you know, exactly where we would like it to be yet. It's always a process, I think. Um, but I think we are definitely working every day really hard to make sure that we're always committed to that. Mm -hmm. um, and then what about the 2022 audition season um, in terms of, you know, obviously we're back in person in some real ways. Is there anything kept of the virtual, either complete virtual auditions and or anything kept in terms of virtual elements of things we've learned from the past couple of years? Yes, we are still doing both. So um, we have in camp on campus uh, callbacks. We are doing um, virtual callbacks as well. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty great. We love it. Okay. Um, my last question for you is just for those parents out there, our, our wonderful parent listeners, any advice that you would give to a parent, you know, helping their child through this process? Maybe they're a junior just starting the process, looking at schools. Maybe they're a senior auditioning this year. But but for a parent who's going, 
I, I didn't study theater growing up. I don't know all this stuff, but I know my kids really into it and I want to help them. What would you advise uh, that parent to think about? Yeah, I think, man, that, well, that's a whole podcast episode within itself, right? We got time. We can do a whole other episode. You wanna, <laughs> we'll take a short break and on the back end, Alexander will talk about parents. Uh, I would love to do that, but not today. But, um, but yeah, no, I think that um, really just thinking about who your student is and wants to be. I think what kind of environment they would thrive in, you know, really encouraging them to, to that. Um, you know, really one thing that I think is great about Elon is that, you know, not only the students who are currently very t- tightly knit, but also our alumni as well. And they really have a lot of connections so, you know, talking to people who've been, who maybe graduated from Elon, what was their experience? Now, their experience might be completely different because, you know, times are changing, right? But um, there are some things that are always going to be, you know, a through line. And that's really great. I, and I think also just, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's really all I can say in terms of, you know, what what to think about because, there's so many great choices, you know, but it's really going to come down to what's the best choice for your student in terms of who they are, where they would thrive, what kind of environment they need. I know for me, um, when I was an undergrad, I went to Spelman, which was a small historically black women's college, but I was able to take two semesters at different institutions on my junior year. And I, and it made me so grateful for um, being able to have done that and where I went to college. Mm-hmm. You know, I one of the institutions, I mean, you know, we love NYU, but I went to NYU and mm-hmm. I realized this is not a good fit for me, you know, um, and I love the training that I received. But in terms of the environment, it was cold. It was January. And I lived in the East Village. And it was just not the TV show episode that I thought it was going to be like. You're hoping for felicity. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right? Uh, And it was not quite that, you know? And so it made me really grateful that I went to school in a completely different environment, almost the opposite, small, intimate, you know, in, in, and I'm from the DC area. So it was the South that was culturally different. There was just so many different things about it that I began Mm -hmm. to appreciate. And my, my parents were not excited about me going to NYU, maybe Mm -hmm. because they were um, nervous about being in the city. But, um, you know, I, I, came to understand that they probably understood better than I did uh-huh. what I needed. And that was really helpful. I'm glad I got my own experience to figure that out. But, um, you know, I think I got it right in terms of what I needed at the time. And so I think that's a great conversation to have is, you know, what kind of environment do you, will, will you thrive in? You know, what kind of um, relationships do you want to have? You know, it's, so. it's such good advice and it seems so tricky. I mean, I'm taking this. I have a, a parent of a 15-month-old right now, so I have some time <laughs> to think about it. But it's so tricky because so, some of the advice they've heard from artists on this pod and also from, from professors is also really about listen to your child, listen to what they want. And so it's like how you balance who they are and what they want in a school experience, not necessarily what you as the parent want in a school experience with also your knowledge. And sometimes, of course, parents are right going, 
I get that you want to, you, the idea of New York City sounds great, but I know my child and I know who this person is and they're not going to, you know, that's a really interesting balance to try to think mm-hmm. about as a parent. Yeah. What do you, where do you let them fry a little bit and where do you say, <laughs> okay, but come, I want you to be safe here. And right. Exactly. That's our whole other yeah. podcast. That's what we could do for the next hour. If, we, we <laughs> um, if people want to check out more uh, from you, what's the best way? Do we like Instagram? Do we want them to go to your website? If yeah. they want to hear more from you and then more from Elon, where should they um, check things out? Yeah, that's great. So my company website is joymovement.com and that's J-O-Y-E, mm-hmm. movement, all one word. Um, so that's where you can find out what Joy Movement is up to. Um, I have my own site that I'm slowly getting up to speed. Yeah. Now, uh, actors are never Joy. They never, don't go to actors' sites. <laughs> They're always going to be 30-year-old information. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I had Susan so Blackwell on, I was reading stuff on there and she was like, this is wrong. I was like, it's your <laughs> yeah. website. I'm reading it off of you. She's like, oh, I got to change that. Anyway. Keep going. Sorry. Yes, yes. Um, So com is where you'll find out what I'm doing in terms of directing and choreographing and music theater. Um, And yes, I'm, um, you can follow my company, Instagram, which is Joy Movement again, at Joy Movement on Instagram. um, And you'll see what we're up to there on a more current basis. And then with with Elon, do we like them going to the website? Do we like an uh, an Instagrammer, that kind of thing? How how would we best follow Elon? Yeah, there, there's um, definitely the website. Um, we also have um, several, all of the, almost all of the programs or several of the programs have their own Instagram, which is really fun. So mm-hmm. um, at Elon has a performing arts. So you'll kind of get the, the big picture um, Instagram, which is really nice. Um, and then um, I believe he's at Elon Music Theater. I think that's the hashtag, but don't, 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 um, you know. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> Double check we'll look, that. I was looking up, we'll put them in the show notes. You can just click all the things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Elon Music Theater um, is uh, has their own um, Instagram as well. So, yeah. Alexandra, it was such a joy to get to chat with you. Thanks so much for coming on the pod. Yes. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Alexandra. Um, I loved how clear and warm she was. I thought she spoke so eloquently on what she knows and also very clear about some of the stuff that was not under her purview. Um, And I always think it's really great to hear the perspective from the dance side of things. I know more of our guests have come from the acting and singing perspective. So it's something I'm always looking to add in where possible. Um, I'm coming at you with two little stocking stuffers of mini takeaways um, from today's episodes. Uh, The first just being a highlight of that redirects conversation we had a bit of, and I said a bit of it in the episode, Um, but it harkens back a bit to what we said in one of our first episodes with Shenandoah, which I believe was about how they use the pre-screen or how different schools use the pre-screen, in just noticing how different and specific each school is in the way that they operate. Elon is a great example of a school that really chooses to honor the separation between their acting and MT programs, right? Even though you heard that they, they overlap in classes and they overlap in performances, but they see these for incoming students as different, unique majors, right? And plenty of schools will do this as well. That's not uh, something that's unique to, to Elon, but that's something that they choose to do. They have an MTD, uh, MT degree in a separate school from the acting degree with separate professors, et cetera, where some schools really see the degrees as more similar with the musical theater majors basically being actors who take on these additional disciplines of singing and dancing more significantly. This can be really confusing when you get that redirect because what Alexander said, you know, you might feel like, hey, that's not what I want at all. Or, or you might feel like that's only a third of the things I want to do in my major. So it's what a it's a cutting out two thirds of what I'm, I'm going for. Whereas the school that's doing it 
might see see you and go, we think you're a perfect fit for our program. We just especially love this aspect of you as an actor-singer. We're looking at you as that, that way as opposed to as a, an actor-singer, dancer, or musical theater major. So just one more example of how very different this process can be for different schools and with all their different perspectives, which makes it really hard as you're going through it all at once. I know. I'm sorry. Um, the other mini takeaway I just wanted to hit on was this idea of the scheduling jigsaw puzzle we often talk about. Our, our MTCA students will have heard us many times in webinars talking about the jigsaw puzzle. Um, and many of our families right now are deep into that puzzle solving uh, at this very moment. Elon, I thought, is such an interesting example. And the reason I'm bringing it up is the same way they bring in agents and casting directors to them, they also make you come to them and that they're one of the few very competitive schools that don't go to Unifieds and or exist in the New York City, Chicago, LA areas at all. So for many of our families, if you want to audition in person, this means an entirely separate flight to North Carolina for one audition. And because they only have a few dates, this often means Elon is a great school to schedule early in your process. Not necessarily that you have to do it chronologically early, though many people do actually choose that choice, but I mean making that decision early. As much as it may be frustrating when you find schools like this, what I want to throw out to you, right, these kind of schools that don't have many options, is that you actually can see these schools as almost a bit freeing because it makes you start somewhere. I like to think of this as like the corner piece in your jigsaw puzzle. When you find a piece that doesn't fit everywhere, you go, these are two straight edges here that Elon's giving you. Well, then, you know, because of this less flexible piece, you can begin to solve the puzzle from there, right? And of course, the flexibility of online auditions, it does make this corner piece a bit more bendable if you're doing three-dimensional puzzles. We don't suggest bending your pieces, but this is this is not a unique situation, right? It's kind of similar. A, a lot of people do this with Michigan musical theater. If you're doing a musical theater audition at Michigan, they traditionally, and I'm going to say traditionally because this can change, attend Chicago Unifieds or on campus. Right? Those are your two options if you want to do in-person auditions, right? Which means you're either going to Chicago where you potentially are doing other schools or you're making a separate flight to Michigan, right? That can help shape as you go, well, I know I want that school and I passed the pre-screen. Maybe I'm going to choose to do Chicago Unifieds now, or maybe I'm going to do Michigan in conjunction with the Chicago Unifieds trip, right? That may uh, affect the way that you, you end up coming up with your year. Now, the important takeaway here is not to write down, oh, wait, what did Charlie say that Michigan does? Or what, what, what's going on with Elon, right? Because those things really can change from year to year. With new heads and new directors, people often will make these kind of scheduling changes. The important takeaway, what I'm trying to say, is to search for those corner, corner puzzle pieces as you're looking at your audition date. So as you're doing your spreadsheets, when you see something, you go, that doesn't fit in easily a lot of places. That's normally the place to start and then start scheduling the schools where you have a lot of flexibility, where it could be New York City Unifieds, or it's easy to do because you live near New York in general, or it also goes to Chicago Unifieds or you know all those schools, or they have regional auditions. If you have schools that have many options, you might wait to kind of place those until you've placed the very difficult corner pieces. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, please give us that rating and review that I know you've been mentally writing all this time. You're working on like a magnum opus of a review and we'll just take the rough draft. Just give us the rough draft of that review. You can also reach out to us with questions for the pod at mailbag at mappingthecollegeaudition.com. You've missed your chance for this year's mailbag, but we'll catch the next one. There will be more mailbag episodes at some point. Or, of course, follow us on our very own Instagram at Mapping the College Edition. You can follow me and Megan if you want as well, but the podcast content will all be on at Mapping the College Edition. And if you're interested in working with MTCA for help with your individual prep for your college edition process, please check us out at mtca.nyc. To my young artists out there mapping their journeys, 
Happy Holidays, Feliz Navidad, Barampa Pump Pump, and Happy New Year. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.